The 2021 Doxology and Theology Conference is coming April 22 to 24. Register at biblicalworship.com. Conference is going to be talking about everything from theological concepts like Trinitarian worship with Kevin DeYoung and H.B. Charles, to practical concepts like songwriting for the local church with Andrew Peterson and Matt Boswell. It's a time of encouragement and refreshment. A conference like this is not for everybody, but we've planned it for people just like you. So join us April 22 to 24. Register before March 25 and you're going to receive a sweet box of conference worship swag from Southern Seminary. Register at biblicalworship.com. That's biblicalworship.com. Welcome to the Doxology and Theology podcast presented by the Institute for Biblical Worship at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's right. I said the Doxology and Theology podcast, a podcast for worship leaders who know that the gospel is so good, it has to be sung. I'm your host, Matthew Westerholm, Associate Professor of Church Music and Worship at Southern Seminary and the Executive Director of the Institute for Biblical Worship. On today's episode, we are dipping into our worship resources to bring you a clip from a message by Dr. Paul Tripp. Dr. Tripp is an author, speaker, and president of Paul Tripp Ministries. He served as a pastor and a faculty member at the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation and as a visiting professor at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. In this clip taken from our 2014 Doxology and Theology Conference, Dr. Tripp discusses the ways that people can diagnose idolatry in ministry. There's nothing to be boastful about. There's nothing to be proud of. There's nothing to blow out your chest and wait for requisite applause. Nothing. It's all of Him. It's all His glory. And to take glory of myself is to be a glory thief. Because I'm stealing glory. It does not belong to me. Because every aspect of it, the whole story of my work, reveals the glory of his grace and the glory of his wisdom and the glory of his sovereignty. Every time I stand in front of people, that triad glory is being revealed. Seek glory. Seek grace. You see, the humbling thing you need to recognize as one who leads worship is that the greatest dangers of this calling, are you ready for this? I'm about to hurt your feelings. The greatest dangers exist inside of you, not outside of you. That danger yet lurks within your heart. And you see, you can 
You can run from a situation. You can run from a relationship. You can run from a location, but you can't run from you. I don't know what your experience is, but I found every time I try to run from me, I show up with me at the end of the run. And so you are a person in need of rescue. And that rescue is yours in Christ. You you and I must confess that we need the rescuing grace of Christ as much today as we did when we first believed. I yet need to be rescued from me. Not just from you. Not just from the dangers of a fallen world. Think about this. It's only, only ever the evil inside of me that hooks me to the evil outside of me. The greatest danger exists here. And because of that, I'm, I'm, I'm ever, always a person in need of rescue. I have personally committed myself to praying these three prayers every morning. I try to do this before I get out of bed, lest I forget. First prayer, it's a confession. God, I'm a person in desperate need of help today. God, I'm a person in desperate need of help today. Second prayer, I pray that in your grace, you would send your helpers my way. Maybe that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's a brother or sister in Christ. Maybe that's a passage of Scripture. Maybe that's a portion from a book I'm reading. God, send your helpers my way. Third prayer. And oh Lord, please give me the humility to receive the help when it comes. God, I'm a person in desperate need of help today. Won't you in your grace please send your helpers my way? And Lord, please give me the humility to receive the help when it comes. Seek glory, seek grace, seek redemption. Let your heart be gripped by the grand, eternal, yet street-level, practical work of redemption. Let not your work, your calling, become a vehicle for your personal definition of happiness. May everything you do in all of your planning, in all of the relationships with the people you work with, in all of your public context, before the purpose of celebrating and exegeting and propelling God's work of redemption. May it all be to lift up the Redeemer. May it all be to remind people who forget the glory of what they've been given in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Here's what I'm saying. May everything you do be done as an ambassador of the Redeemer. May you never own any of those moments for yourself, taking what is meant to be redemptive as an opportunity to get something you want at that moment. Seek redemption. And then, seek the kingdom. You see, it is war. Leading of worship is war. It's a war between the claustrophobic, individualistic kingdom of self and God's grand, eternal kingdom of glory and grace. He really is kingdoms in conflict. Now, the scary thing Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 15, is that Jesus came, hear this, so that those who live, can you finish this? Will no longer live for themselves. That's what sin does to me. Sin turns me in on myself. Sin makes it all about me. Sin pulls the borders of my motivation, the borders of my concern, the borders of my values, the borders of my priorities, the borders of my goals and purposes down to the claustrophobic confines of my wants, my needs, my feelings. Sin is self-absorbed, self-possessed, shockingly self-focused. Sin is fundamentally meistic. It's not a word. I made it up. And so it's, it's very easy to take what is meant to be about God's kingdom and use it as a vehicle for building my little claustrophobic kingdom of one. Listen, you know how you help build the kingdom of God? By doing ministry. You know how you build the kingdom of self? By doing ministry. That's the danger. The one on the surface seems like grand, big, glorious, eternal, God-oriented kingdom is actually about the kingdom of self. I'm up there preaching the gospel. I'm focused on one man, and all I care about is his approval. I don't give a rip what else happens that evening. There it is. I confessed it. I don't care about redemption. I don't care about the truth. I don't care about God's glory. I want that man to walk down that stupid aisle and say, you're a great preacher. And on the surface, it looks like I'm doing kingdom work. Well, I am. But it's this kingdom. God help me. And at that moment, this is shocking to me. I'm making this public confession. I couldn't care less about God's kingdom. I got the Bible in front of me. I'm speaking truth. And in my heart, 
God has left the building. My dear wife would say to me, she's such a gospel irritant. (laughs) Makes me nuts. She would say to me, why do you care? I can't figure out why you care. And I would argue about why I should care. As I'm arguing, I know she's right. But I argue anyway. Those of you who are married know those moments. I'm defending what is indefensible. Well, he's an elder. It's important that we're on the same page. Sounds so spiritual. A house divided can't stand. It's in the Bible. (laughs) And she would stand in front of me. This is so irritating. Unconvinced. Needs to be asked. Be honest. Whose kingdom are you building? Don't be too quick to answer. Don't be too proud not to examine your heart. is a hard place to stop, but if you'd like to hear the rest of this message from Dr. Paul Tripp entitled, The Dangerous Idolatry of Worship, go to our website, biblicalworship.com, and click podcast. Click around to find the show notes for season one, episode 14, and we are happy to share with you the entire thing. That is what we have for you this time on the Doxology and Theology podcast. Our show is produced by Evan Jarms, engineered by Isaiah Small and Caleb Sherwood, and the music is by our good friends at Murphy DX. Until next time, this is Dr. Matthew Westerholm reminding you that the gospel is so good, it has to be sung. Peace be with you.